Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! Episode number 57, we're live, and seven, we have baseball! Oh my god, I've been pitching a tent since the announcement, which was, what, like, Two and a half hours, three hours ago, maybe? Um, the official announcement came down, yeah, about that time. Okay. So, yeah, I've had, I should call my doctor because my boner's been around for a few more than three well, hours then. Well, you're not four. It's four as you got to consult the physician. Oh, okay. Well, I have on speed dial then because it's okay. not going away. <laughs> you got nine in one dialed. You're just waiting to hit that other one. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's preloaded. All I have to do is hit the other one and I'm good to go. Oh, and a semi just ran over your apartment building, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we dive into the proposal, the people need to know, how is Jonesy? Give us a pup date. Yeah, so a quick pup date. Pup date number two, I believe, um, from my mouth. Um, he has been great. So this past weekend, we went home for Father's Day, uh, met his grandparents and his aunt and uncle which are the two pugs that i grew up with and so they're, they're older jeter. dogs. jeter jeter the boss uh they're older dogs jeter's 13 he will be 13 this year in august and minka is nine so it was a little bit of a rocky start with minka but she warmed up to him and they started playing and uh yeah jones had a great time he's frolicking in the yard took a lot of shits in the yard uh which was nice for him so we didn't have to take shits in our apartment anymore, which was a great change of pace. So it doesn't smell like absolute doo-doo. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. So, yeah, uh, that was a plus. Took him on a nice long walk tonight. And then uh, he went to bed about, uh, I'd say about 45 minutes ago. Put him in his crate, and he's sleeping like a baby. Okay, okay, love to see it. Um, did, just so, so before we get into it, I guess we'll just update the world on, on all of our happenings. I didn't tell the the story of how I got a new phone last week, did I? No, and we should hear about that. Okay, because this is just gold. I don't think I even told you this. I told you I told you I had some problems. Oh, yeah, I can tell you are stressed. I don't want to dig into it. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've been playing too much golf this spring because there's no baseball, mm-hmm. so I had too much time on my hands. So the bank account was starting to run low, so I'm like, all right, I need something else to get me out of the house. You know what? I'm going to start fishing. Big outdoorsman guy. So... Uh, get it a nice, nice little neighborhood lake. Uh, it's about 15 minutes from my place. Um, and literally last, uh, cast of the day and crystal clear water in this lake. So I'm reeling this thing in and I'm, I I literally see my lure snag on this log. All right. 
and I see it. It's like 10, 15 feet away from the shore. So I'm like, you know what? Last cast of the day. I haven't lost a hook yet. I'm going to just walk out and get this thing. Take the shoes and socks off. I walk in, feeling good. And I, I kid you not, I'm about a foot and a half, two feet away from the lure. And I take a step, and the ground just opens up on me. <laughs> and next thing I know, I'm waist deep in this lake. And I, I trounce out. I leave the water for, or I leave the lure, um, and I, I kind of put my hands on my hips, and I feel my car key, and I'm like, and, and I gotta push to start, so I'm like, oh, oh, I hope there's no water in there, and then I put, I, I kind of feel around my other pocket, and I realize the podcast I was listening to has stopped playing. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, well, shit. Pull the phone out. The OtterBox, the screen's still on. The OtterBox has obviously water underneath it. So I flip it off, or I flip the OtterBox off, make a phone call, say, hey, if I stop responding, that's why. J- just I just fell in a fucking lake. Oh, um, yeah. I Michael well, Scotted my way into a lake. A little bit of a Koi Pond situation you had there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's funny, last cast of the day. I feel like I'm not a skier. I don't, I don't do winter sports at all, but I feel like I, the fabled you know, last run of the day is always the one that ends in tragedy. So I guess it transitions and correlates to the last cast apparently apparently so next day i go back i I fucking buy a new phone 450 bucks later um yeah not great um i will say it was time for it was getting time for a new phone so it's not like it was out of nowhere but yikes was not prepared to to let that thing rip um next day i i get skunked i don't catch anything so, the age-old question, would you rather have two fish, a broken phone, and get swallowed by a lake, or walk away no fish and dry? Hmm. I'm going to say walk away no fish and dry, because yeah. they can uh, always bite the next day. Yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> enough Enough about our wildlife adventures. Uh, we have baseballs. We have, we've buried the lead, as we tip, tend to do. Uh, baseball's back, 60-game season. It's going to spring training to electric boogaloo will be uh, July 1st mm-hmm. in teams ballparks. So we're not playing ramp up games. Will it be inner squads? I'm guessing, or just drills and uh, I'm guessing. I don't know. Cause the way it sounded like they were planning on exhibition games, I wouldn't be too surprised if it was like exhibition games, like you were mentioning. Um, the other thing that's kind of strange about it is that if they were to play, you know, regular spring training, like their regular opponents, grapefruit versus cactus. I don't know if that would fly based on how the regular season is scheduled. Yeah. With, with only, you know, the East versus the East, Central versus Central, West versus the West. I don't know if that would work uh, because then it kind of calls into question. So why the fuck are we doing, you know, East versus East, West versus West, so on and so forth, if we can play Grapefruit versus Cactus. So I don't know. I, I'm i not entirely sure how it's going to work. I think you made a good point. It's probably going to be exhibition. So, I mean, I'm still going to watch it. It's baseball. And, you know, we, we know the players and we know the teams. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it, the schedule is designed to mitigate travel. So you mentioned divi- the inner divisions. So – Teams will play 10 games 
against each of the teams in their divisions. That'll be uh, quantify the first 40. And then the opposite division, so like you said, East, East, West, West, Central, Central, AL, and NL, mm-hmm. that will, uh, you'll play each of those teams four times. So that'll acquire the other 20. Interesting. I mean, what do you think of this schedule? Well, it's funny because, like, it, on on paper, when you see what, like, the regions, it's like, okay, the East is playing the East. That's not a big deal at all, right? Look at the West. Seattle going to Houston. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different ways this can go already for that region. I guess if, if we're going to call them regions. I'm not sure what the I'm going to say – we'll say regions. We'll say regions because it's technically a region at this point. But you have three teams in Texas – or two teams in Texas, I'm sorry, I'm thinking football, but uh, you have two teams in Texas, and then you have a team in Seattle, Washington. Seattle, not the autonomous zone. You have a team in Seattle, and then you have three teams in California. Or four, if you count both the LA teams. Mm -hmm. So now, how does this work, logistically speaking? Because then you have Colorado. That's the most spread out region that exists Oh yeah, the, the West is gonna be the West is gonna be funky. Yeah, because the whole point of this was to cut down on travel to reduce the spread. Especially when you consider that Arizona is straight up not having a good time right now. No, a, a few places aren't having a, a great time. Although I will say this, like I think with when you look at them, like Texas, Arizona, and Florida. I mean, yes, cases are are going up, um, but the death rate hasn't been going up. True. So. I mean, maybe I'm an optimist looking at it that way because I just want baseball to be back without any interruptions. Um, but at the same time, I, I understand the cause for concern for for players and, and coaches and managers and everything in between. But still, I think what comes down to this decision is, you know, the whole thing was to limit the spread. However, if you're going to be traveling thousands of miles as it is, when we think about like an Astros game going to Seattle or vice versa then you're not really limiting it at all. They're still going to have to travel the same distance they would any time for most of the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an interesting proposition, too, when you actually look at the teams that are in these regions and then realize that the Central, your Indians have a hell of a chance to make some noise right now. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about the Indians right now. I'm going to say this. When you're looking at Central and Central action... That's true. That's true. Really, the only team that stands in the Indians' way in that division is the Twins. And I'm, I mean, we and I think the White Sox this. are going to be sneaky good. Yeah, I think the White Sox could be good. I think the White Sox. So this, that's the whole thing with the sixty-game season. I think teams like the White Sox and even potentially the Rangers, who had a good offseason, had some good pieces in place. I think they needed the full one hundred and sixty-two games. Yeah. to really gel. Um, Interesting piece here, sorry to interrupt you, from Zach Mizell of The Athletic. Uh, the Athletic Cleveland, more specifically. He says, sounds like natural rivals like Indians slash Reds will play six times instead of four. Long live the Ohio Cup. So, you're, for you, Subway Series, mm. six times. I wonder who they take the two games away from then. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, well, they usually also, have... Also, the Indians actually have a pretty tough schedule. Twins, I think I think the White Sox are going to be sneaky good. Cubs are still competitive. Cardinals, Brewers. I mean, they, they, they have the punching bags and the Pirates, Tigers, and Royals. Exactly. But that's more punching bags than you. Eh, 
I shouldn't say that because the East still has the Orioles, the Marlins, the Marlins, and there's another bad team there. I mean, I hate to say it, potentially the Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying not to stir the pot here, as Reggie Jackson would say, but potentially the Red Sox. Um, no, I, I just think, you know, the Central, because I don't think the Cubs are going to be good. I really don't. I, I don't think they're going to be good. I think the Brewers lost a huge step. And quite honestly, I don't think the Cardinals in 60 games are going to be the Cardinals that you would see in 162. Mm, that's fair. So, really, we're looking at the only real competition coming from the Twins that's established that was good last year. And a lot of, or I shouldn't say skeptics, but a lot of hopefuls are banking on the White Sox to have some type of a resurgence. I think the White Sox make some noise this year. I think in a regular season they do. I think in a shortened season where it's a lot of young guys coming up, they don't. The difference is, though, here's the thing. We, 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 like... When we first started this podcast, it was the beginning of last season, and the Mariners went off to start the year. We're talking, like, they went, what, 13-1 to start the year, right? Yeah, that's a valid point. That was April when we were just on the Mariners bandwagon thinking that they were going to fucking so, go absolutely nuts. But so 13-1, and that's almost 25% of the season. That's a great point. I, I mean, it's, that's the thing, Let's man. even they went 13-2. 13-2 is 25% of the season. That's true. I mean, if you look at the Nationals last year, too, the eventual fucking champs. And they were dog shit early. They were like 1930-something. 37, I think. Yeah, 1937. Um, I don't know. Anything can happen. And So I, I understand what you're saying. I just think... Book your Orioles ticket now. Seriously. <laughs> well, watch them because you can't go to the games, but watch them. Um, I meant, I, I'm sorry. I meant like a betting ticket. Cash that. Oh yeah, maybe that's a, that's a good buy low. Plus uh, seventy five hundred right now. Oh fuck, I love it. Indians are plus twenty two hundred. All right, hang on. I want to get back to the, to, to more of this proposal before we, and then we can dive into specifics later. Mm-hmm. Universal DH. We've kind of talked about that. Um, I think it's the right move. Plain yeah, this simple. is the right move. We talked about it last week too, and this is this is the best. So this is the best thing to come out of all of this bickering and back and forth bullshit because this should have been done years ago. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like people say, I've seen a lot of complaining on uh, or since baseball came back, saying, uh, and by baseball coming back, I mean the last two hours, <laughs> saying, "Oh, fuck interleague play. What are we doing? It doesn't matter now." Everybody's on equal footing. We're everybody's playing with the DH. There's no difference between AL and NL right now. Yeah, but then again, there's no difference between the West and East in basketball, and there's no difference between the NFC and the AFC. Yeah, but nobody's gonna say nobody's gonna go in, gonna look at the 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 NBA NBA coming back and go, oh, I don't want to watch the Cavs play the Rockets. Fuck what? interconference play. <laughs> At you know same, what I mean? No, it loses some of its luster because that that was a defining difference between both the leagues. Yeah, so baseball. now it doesn't matter. So so now you're just saying fuck interleague play just to be that guy that doesn't like interleague play. Oh yeah, no, like if you're that guy, then you can honestly just. If you're know. if you're mad about anything about baseball coming back, I don't want to be your friend. That's the thing. Like I saw a bunch of tweets. People were like, you know what, MLB shouldn't even be celebrated right now they, they took too long it's like dude 
Yeah, in fairness, they definitely Man, took way too long. Man, a win is a win. A win's a win. At this point, I don't even give a shit. Like, you and I, credit to us, too, for not missing an episode. Me missing one because of Jonesy. But credit to us for not missing an episode during all of this bullshit, trying to dive into different leagues like the CPBL and the KBO and trying to figure shit out on the fly. Like, yeah, you, you want to talk not to... Punting, not punting on content. Not mailing it in, and, and yeah, here we are tooting our own horn. But at the same time, that shit, like we've we've gutted for this thing. Yeah, and so. it's finally here. And if you're anti baseball in any sense of it right now, I want nothing to do with you. Well, here's the thing: they're like the anti baseball. Like those are the people that are anti baseball. If there was 162 games, like, that's fair. It doesn't matter to them. But then what really grinds my gears is the people saying that 60 games is a better season than 162. At the, like, no, fuck you. you. All right, so I might count. I, I, wanna, I might let it sit, let this sit and marinate for a little bit. Because think about how just in, in this sense, how easy is it during a season to just check out and miss a week of baseball? See, I don't know because I've never done it. See, Speaking as someone who has done it, it's pretty easy. If you if you give yourself the chance to check out and then you just zone out for a few days, now it's like the NFL where every game has implications and every game is going to have impact. So now you're magnifying it. You're going to get playoff managing in game six. Because that's 10% of your season. That's true. I, I don't know. I think it's a it's definitely it's interesting when you think about it in that perspective. I just think when we're talking about baseball, so bit like unlike the NFL and the NBA and NHL, um, I could catch some heat for this, but I you know, I think baseball is more of a tradition than a sport in that sense. Oh, I don't disagree with you there. So I think when you and I hate that argument is like, okay, boomer, like no, like I'm serious. Like I think it's it really is a tradition. You're watching something that it, it is America's pastime for a reason. Um, it it dominates the summer when there's nothing else on. And they have that luxury. And I love how it starts in spring and ends in fall. I think that's a beautiful thing. I agree. I don't want this to become the standard moving forward if this if this works out. And, it, you know, the competitive landscape shifts a little bit because it's 60 games versus 162 games. I don't want this to become the new standard. I want this to be, you know, something to bridge the gap to sports coming back fully in 2021, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not arguing that at all. But what I'm just saying is I'm, I think I'm going to like the intensity of a 60-game sprint. No, and I'm not disagreeing with you either. I think this is going to be extremely fun to watch, but I think it's also because it's catering to our need for a distraction. Fair. Very fair. Because I, I, I would never want to see this happen year over year for the MLB where I'm used to watching these guys from spring to the fall, you know, over the course of months to figure out what's happening and, you know, get an idea of who's hot and who's not. You know, we talked about it before. I think, you know, the Nationals, 19 and what, 37 last year over – their first number. yeah that's what that's what we said I, we don't know if that's the official we're not, number we're but. not a, yeah i mean we're just kind of going off the cuff here but still like that point that holds true they were the fucking world series champions and 
but that's the beauty of baseball. You have enough time to pick it up and enough time to turn it around. The same thing can be said about the Mariners who came out of April like a bat out of hell and were 13-1 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. So that's why I think baseball is so interesting to me. And obviously I'm going to be biased because I'm a huge fan of it and I, I love the game. But I don't want to hear any people tell me that 60 games is better than what a real season is because in 60 games you're going to have some anomalies and they're going to show up and you're not going to know what to do with them. Okay, I I don't disagree with that. I don't I, like yeah, like hmm, interesting. Interesting to to hear that perspective on. Actually, expanding off of that, I got a question for you. Okay, lay it on me. Are you going to respect whoever wins the World Series in this short season? Let me answer that question with another question. Mhm. Do you give a shit that the Spurs won in a, in a shortened season a couple years ago? Do you even remember that there was a shortened NBA season a couple years ago? Oh, from the lockout? Yeah. Fuck, I don't... Shit. <laughs> now that you mentioned that, I forgot all about that. So, you know what? Here's the thing. Because I actually was... I had this same thought of, there's going to be an asterisk. And then somebody in the comments of the, of the tweet... It wasn't one of my tweets. It was somebody else. And it was like... Well, do you remember the Spurs having an asterisk? And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess they didn't have an asterisk. So, yeah, in the, it, it, until we get to next season, mm-hmm. there's going to be an asterisk, and then everybody's going to drop it. So, here's some irony or poetic justice, however you want to view it. What if the Astros were to win this Asterisk. Year? Asterisk forever. That would be the most ironic I, that, and just... And here's the thing. Here's the thing. They probably will. But that's the funniest part because they are still a good team. Oh, yeah. They're still a great team. And it's, and, it's 60 and, games. and they're going to come out motivated to show that they can do it by themselves. Yeah. And, I mean, you think about it. Like, take the travel out of it for a second. They're going to be playing the Mariners, the Rockies, the Dime, or I guess the Diamondbacks would be decent, but the Giants. Uh there's not a lot of good teams in that region either. No, they're going to make the playoffs for sure. I think, they can make yeah, the, I think you can put the them in any anything, um, in any other regions, and they'll still be a playoff team, I think. You know yeah, what I mean? I would disagree with that. I think, you know, as far as power rankings go for regions, I would probably put the West at number one, um, just because you have the Dodgers, the Astros, and I think those are two of the best teams still. On yeah. The, on the flip side, you know, the East, you have, what, the Yankees. I think the Rays. Rays. Yeah, the Rays are still really good. Oh, the West, you have the A's, too. I mean, there's there's a bunch of good teams there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, that's why I'm excited because to play devil's advocate we were talking about earlier because there is only 60 games and we really don't know there's going to be an anomalous victor in one of these regions and we just don't know who it is yet um and that's exciting but i also think that's due in large part to the fact that there was a pandemic and we haven't had anything for the last three months true true all right let's talk about some of the specifics extra innings we'll have we'll start with a runner on second like we're a fucking little league team mm-hmm. um I mean, so, I here's the thing. I may be different here. If we're going to go this Little League format of runner on second, we go 
all the way in to the Little League. And I don't know if you guys called it Texas Shootout or International Tiebreaker or even know what I'm about to say here. But did you guys play with either either of those two? No, we never did. All right, so Texas Shootout or International Tiebreaker, depending where you're from, is you start the extra inning with a runner on second and every hit hitter steps in with a full count. That's so stupid. It's fucking electric, though. <laughs> it's... It's at the professional level, very stupid. At the at the, at the travel ball level, when you're when you're not when you're gambling, if that kid's a flip of a coin, if he's actually gonna throw a strike or not, oh, it's fucking electric. I mean, you could argue that at the major league level too, though. Some of these relievers, dude, like they're they're relievers for a reason because they can't control the fucking strike zone. Fair, uh, but yeah. So I say if, if we're gonna go that of that candy corn route, we lean in all the way to it. If you're going to go that route, you might as well, because I, I don't see... Here's the thing. like This is my biggest problem with this, because some of these rules... like I think the DH rule is fine. It's justified, because yep. it makes sense. And it's, it's, it has made sense to change it for a while. So I, I understand that. This is one of those things where I just don't get. Like, Are you trying to do this to shorten the games to get outcomes quicker? Because you don't want to... Like, Do you, do you think... Coronavirus I don't understand. I don't, yeah, I don't say. I don't understand the point of doing this now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they're trying to use this as a way to stop or slow the spread, again, I'm not, I don't want to put words on anyone's mouths, but if you think coronavirus somehow starts spreading like wildfire after the tenth inning, then you're a fucking idiot. And wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! It was my understanding that COVID would respect four hours of gameplay, but as soon as we hit 401. It's like wildfire. Well, it's also the same thing for the first 100 pitches of any starting pitcher's outing. After 100 pitches, he's very susceptible to COVID. <laughs> so that explains pitch counts. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no explanation behind it. So, because they even said, like, in the postseason, when supposedly it's going to be more deadly in the fall on the second wave, they're going back to the regular format of extra inning games. What? <laughs> Yeah, so that's my biggest issue with it. There's no explanation. There's nothing that actually gives me any credence. This is this is 100%, and Trevor Bauer brought this up. Uh, it's MLB trying to shoehorn rules into this deal that we don't have to worry about tackling until the CBA expires after next year. Who said that last week on this podcast? You did. I did. And this Trevor is exa- Bauer also said it. Well, yeah, but I don't want to group myself in with him, but... Ah, fuck it. He's, he's a just smart did. guy. He, he just did. I know. He's a, he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. I'm going credit for that one. He's a smart guy. Uh, but that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, there's no explanation behind this. And that's my whole issue with this, like, getting these rules into place now. Because you can say, oh, well, we want to try to slow the spread as much as we can. Um, I'm sorry, but there's no logic behind any of this. And if that is what they're preaching, then you're all fucking morons. And I see right through it. Because... Yep. I think this is the most candy-ass rule I've ever seen, especially in baseball where there is no time limit, and that's the beauty of it. You can play for 100 innings, and you will eventually get to a victor, and that's amazing to me. And now we're saying, you know what, let's just let's speed it up, guys. Like, I get it. Pace of play is slow, but isn't that part of the reason why it's fun to watch, too? Because at that point, it's kind of a chess match. Yeah. Yeah, I... Just so frustrating. I'm, I'm more torn on it because they're they didn't extend like they didn't eliminate extra innings completely because they're go, they're reverting back 
to the old format for the playoffs yeah. anyway. That's that's the thing that got me. I was like, okay, so what is this even about? You know what? I don't know. And I'm tired of guessing. And I'm tired of the 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 he says, she says. And I am just ready for, for teams to get on the field. But speaking of guys that won't be on the field. I shouldn't laugh, but it's just funny the timing of it. Wait, what? You're going gonna... into an ad read here? I'm not. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to say, I think I know who you're about to say, and I'm, I'm laughing because like it came out literally less than an hour after MLB got announced that it was going back. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about Charlie Blackman, but we can go into Charlie Blackman. I mean, uh, it's testing worth positive mentioning. for COVID. It's worth mentioning. It is worth mentioning. Um, boy, tough draw for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you hate to see it. Number one, and and I don't want to make light of somebody catching this disease, but no, at no, the no, same I don't time, think that's what we're doing. I think it's just the timing of releasing the information. We got baseball. Oh, one of our best players. Yeah, Ugh. like this isn't you know, again, I don't want to sound insensitive, but this isn't like a fucking bench piece catching COVID. This is okay, it's and, and and on the flip side of that, it's not Mike Trout. Yeah. But it is an all-star, and it is a guy that the Rockies are kind of going to need. I, well, in all fairness, the Rockies are going to be absolute dog shit, regardless if they're 60 games or two games. But Okay, but we've talked that, that this thing could... I mean, again, we talked about how the Mariners could potentially make a run. I we think talk- you can make a case that the Rockies are just a bad team to begin with. So are the Mariners! I don't know. The Mariners got some sneaky pop. I don't know about that one, Jim. <laughs> no, they're both shitty teams, but you're right. I, I just think in light of baseball coming back the way it did and then probably an hour after. By the way, Charlie Blackman tested positive. Uh, but I, I think they were sitting on this news. Yeah, in case bit. you couldn't catch it from, from what we were saying. Yeah, he didn't even throw 100 pitches and, you know... He, they didn't play he didn't past even go to extra innings. No, nothing. I mean, this just happened. Boy, it's like anybody could catch this disease at any time. <laughs> That's crazy Fuck. how this fucking thing Who works. would have thought? A pandemic. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, <laughs> okay, but going back to the, the point I was actually trying to make, guys that won't be on the field, guys that aren't on rosters, could end up in Nashville. Nashville apparently going to house two teams of players that are unsigned and can be signed, basically a safe haven of free agents to ensure they won't catch COVID, essentially. And they're going to be paid 400 bucks a week. And I and if a team wants to sign one of the players out of Nashville, they have to pay a fee to this anonymous Nashville organization. Am I getting that right? Or is yeah. it the city of Nashville? Mm-hmm. Or is it... Fucking the Honky Tonk Cafe down on Broadway, like I believe it's the city, but I think Nashville is a minor league complex as it is anyway. So the Nashville sounds, yeah, love the hats. So um, I think um, I think it would be the city because they're the ones that would be, I guess, technically hosting it. Even though son of a bitch, you're gonna make me buy a fucking Nashville sounds hat, aren't you? Yeah, I might. I, I honestly, I might. Um, actually, I'm thinking about it. 
I have a couple friends that just moved out to Nashville, so if I fucking love Nashville. I've never been. So Um I went once for a tournament and it was a Monday to Friday tournament, which is very abnormal. And it was we played every day at ten AM and we were off the field by twelve thirty, back at the hotel at one, showered by two, drunk by three, in bed by nine. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. It was one of the best weeks of my life. Sounds like my Friday nights, <laughs> if I may say. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how this would work. I think the net... So, as far as I can tell, it's not... Well, that's the thing. Is it MLB or is it MILB? I don't know. Are we going to have any MILB? Well, I think this, this is what it would be. Like, th- I think this is what you would get. It's similar to how the CPBL has the Dragons to function mm, as, like, okay, a minor yeah, league. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but is this, I guess, pool of players technically considered MLB players, or are they still minor league players? I would guess they're going to be MLB guys that are unsigned. So who would be the players then? Would it be just unsigned free agents playing exhibition yes. games? That is exactly what I think it is. Okay. So that's actually electric. That's 100% me spitballing. That's electric, though, because that's MLB talent that's ready to go at a moment's notice. Yeah. Without having to invest any options. I mean, I'm I'm thinking as, you know, an owner right now. But without having to invest an option or without having to invest in pulling a minor leaguer out for service time, you get to just bring up anyone you want that has experience playing at this level as it is and it must be fucking electric to watch when there's no games on yeah yeah um i'm trying to think who would even be in that pool like who are some guys that are out there and are willing to find a team right now aubrey huff (laughs) (laughs) ah fuck that guy I just um, had to say him because I, I saw him and Bauer get into a fucking heated argument. Oh my gosh. He, yeah, they were going at it today. Sean Figgins could potentially still swing it. Now you're just hurting my heart. I'm trying to keep going. I love Sean Figgins. I'm trying to think of other obscure players. Uh, David Eckstein. David Eckstein. Jesus Christ. This is like just the MVP baseball 2005 roster right now. I'm, I, oh, actually, you know what? Here, a guy that came up actually uh, in discussion at my softball game tonight. How about Shelly Duncan? Oh, former Yankee great. Former Indian great. That's right. He was on the Indians. Well, he Things came up that with we can Yankees. agree on. What's that? He came up with the Yankees. Did he? Yeah. I thought he came up with the Indians. Mm-mm. Looking at Shelly Duncan's baseball reference. Actually, you know what? You might be right. I, I No, I'm going to hold it. Oh, through. this dude was definitely on the Indians before. Oh, he did come up with the Yankees. That's right. Okay. Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. Indians, Indians, Indians. Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. <laughs> um, more games. More at-bats. Um, more hits. More homers. More RBIs. And a better average as a Cleveland motherfucking Indian. Well, he was awarded more chances because the Yankees just couldn't find a place for him to bat. You know what? Way. You know what? Easy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the same it. argument with Gio Urshela. Don't that... call it the 2010 Indians like that. No, 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 no. It's, it's the same this argument. This 69-win team put out nice. some of the nicest baseball we saw that year. Nice. With names like Luis Valbuena before he was good, Lou Marson, Matt Laporta, <laughs> and Austin Kearns. Matt Laporta. 
the grand prize of the CC Sabathia sweepstakes. Yeah, not Michael Brantley, the player to be named later. Which is hilarious when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, Mark Grzelanek was on this team? This team was fucking bad. Yeah. Luke Carlin. <laughs> they list him as Roberto Hernandez as a baseball <laughs> reference. <laughs> Not Fausto Carmona. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. All right, we got to refocus because I will go down the nostalgia hole. Um, only last thing I want to touch on with the, with the proposal or with the, with the plan now is, you know, home ballparks. But because of the travel ban, the Tampa Bay, or I'm sorry, the Buffalo what the fuck? The Toronto. the Toronto Blue Jays will split between Buffalo and Tampa Bay because I am a human being that knows how to talk, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Well, I guess this would technically save the Blue Jays when you think about it because Drake can't attend any of the games. So we can't counterpoint curse. not being uh, from the city has never stopped drake before that's a great great point okay um i guess the other thing saving the blue jays is that no one can go to the games as it is so um no i think this is honestly an advantage though when you think about logistically they're from you know coming from canada um most of the time they're at a disadvantage with travel being able to share a ballpark for the regular season with the rays potentially in tropicana would help them um, being able to play in Buffalo for spring training for exhibition games would help them. So I think, I guess if you're on the Blue Jays, you have a, you have a big decision. Like, do I want to play or do I want to just sit out and hang out with my family knowing I probably can't go back to Canada anytime soon? True. So I, it remains to be seen. I think logistically speaking, it helps them being in the states for the whole year being able to not have to worry about travel so much or traveling so far at any given time um which i guess you could say about the other 29 teams but i think it it impacts toronto a little bit more uh i don't know i think it's it's cool it's it's definitely gonna be funny when the jays and the rays play each other because who's the home team fucking spider-man meme (laughs) seriously i mean at the same point though both those teams never have fans as it is so does anything really change? Facts. Big facts. All right. Uh, let's wrap on this. Who, which of the three regions do you think is the hardest? I alluded to it earlier. I'm going to say the West. I think the West is just a powerhouse. West has Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Giants, Rockies, Padres, Astros, A's, Rangers, Angels, Mariners. I don't see I mean maybe the Diamondbacks. I haven't watched enough Diamondbacks baseball to to actually talk on them. I never I never believe in the Diamondbacks, put it that way. Me either. So that's why I so that's why I see Dodgers, Astros, A's as the three powerhouses. Potentially there. the Padres too. I think the Padres could be decent. Could be. I think that's a team that benefits from having fewer games. Yeah, I would agree. I would argue the Central. Cardinals won 90 games last year. Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. The, I'll, let me say this. The, the Central is, I think, the biggest... What's the opposite of a bell curve? A U-curve? No, I think it's, it's just a, a flat line. I... Wait. <laughs> well, there's just... I mean, it's... 
I don't want to hurt your feelings, but it's just mediocrity. A lot of them are in the, the same Twins boat. won 100 games last year. <laughs> the Brewers have Christian Yelich. Eh, I don't think it's a flat line. I think actually no. Them... I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. The the East is definitely the I think the, the the hardest region. You have the Braves who won 97 last year. The Nats World Series champs. The Mets are you know a team. The Yankees Rays. Red Sox could flop. I think the Red Sox are going to flop big time. But here's the thing: when we look at when we've looked at the two, or when I've looked at the, or the the other two, I point to three winners for the West. It was Dodgers, A's, Astros. Central, I said Cardinals, Twins, Indians, and East. You have Braves, Nats, Yankees, and Rays. The Rays are the curveball that no one actually is giving, you know, a chance in this. The um, only one with over four with four ninety win teams also. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, the East, the East is the hardest region here. Based on the numbers, then I mean, technically speaking, yes. I I just think the West, based on the potential, it's it could be better. I think that ch- I think the champ is going to come out of the West, but I think the East is going to be the toughest region. I'm honestly at this point kind of hoping that the Astros win because that would be the funniest joke on them. The asterisks yeah, getting a title like, with another asterisk. Like, you can't escape that. Like it took like they won. In a sixty-game season, <laughs> after getting their fucking asses handed to them by the Nationals and being called cheaters for yeah the whole offseason, I love it. I, I'm just mad they're not going to get to deal with fans. Oh, that would be well. No, let's say 2021 fans are back. Don't let up. Anyone. If they win, especially if they win this year, that's that's what I'm saying. So maybe I'm rooting for the Astros. And so if the Yankees end up sucking in 60 games, the, I will root for the Astros as the biggest martyr in the world. So I just, I will fall on my sword to root for that team. Hey, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Then I will channel Heath Ledger every time I watch any fucking pitch from that team. <laughs> because I think that would be the funniest turn of events to have the Astros win in a shortened season while they're under so much scrutiny as it is. I would love it. All right, that's all for episode number 57. We're back. We got baseball back. We're back, baby. Um, Next time we talk to you, we'll be, we'll drop day, we'll be the day we have baseball back. We'll we'll have spring training. God. Just sounds so good. Um, Seven, hit the extra one because it's been four hours. Oh, yeah. Um, Call that, call that doctor. Let me know how it goes. I got a new phone that you can call me on. <laughs> Give Jonesy some boops. Until next week, we are out. See ya. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man. How you doing? You good? I know you like that. I know you like that. You know you like that. Come on. You know you.